Hello and welcome to Humans Beyond Resources, an HR podcast by Reverb where we cover topics from culture to compliance. Reverb believes that every decision a leader makes reverberates throughout the organization, from hiring your first employee to training your entire workforce. We believe in building healthy, inclusive cultures that engage your team. I'm your host, Sarah Wilkins. So today I'm speaking with a new Aurora leadership coach and mindfulness expert on what mindful leadership is, what the benefits are, and how you as a leader can practice it. Welcome, Anu. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here, Sarah. Thanks for bringing me on. Yeah, I'm excited to learn from you. Always learning new things from you. So thank you. Uh, Let's dive into some questions. So first, you know, just tell me more about you and what set you on a journey of mindful leadership. So yeah, thanks for asking that question. Um, It takes me back to my corporate uh, career. I was managing a large team. And um, one of the challenges I was having was I had to lay off a part of the team. And it made sense from a business perspective, but I just could not humanly bring myself to do that. It was just too hard for me. I had no experience in it. And I could have numbed myself and said, oh, I'm just executing orders. It's making sense and I am executing orders. And yet it was becoming difficult. I was having sleepless nights, night nightmares about that. Yeah. And um, the serendipity, what happened was one morning when I went to work, I saw in my inbox an email popped up and I was part of this community alias group or some diversity alias. And it said, uh, my mom is here from India to look after our new baby, but she's also a mindfulness and Uh, meditation teacher and she's wanting to continue her teaching journey while she helps us with the baby Uh, if there are people who are interested please let me know and I was like yeah I'm interested and so next morning at 5 a.m at dawn I was there and I said I am I'm committing to this this I need some tools this is you know the 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 challenges I'm facing in my career, I can't numb myself to them. I have to face them and it, there has to be another way. And so that started my journey on uh, mindfulness. And I found tools. I found very practical tools uh, to go and manage, of course, giving that uh, or notices of layoff to, to so many people and do them in a way where I could do both. The the two wings of mindfulness are wisdom and compassion. Wisdom is seeing things clearly as they are. So yeah, this is happening and it's hard. And then compassion is the compassion for myself that I am experiencing this in a certain way and I have compassion for myself and compassion for each individual. So how I implemented that layoffs was way different than I would have if I didn't have these tools of mindfulness with me. So that was the beginning of my journey with mindfulness. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And those are always difficult um, times. And we, you know, at Reverb want to make sure those are approached too, right. With um, 
kindness and respect and dignity and all of that. And so to hear, you know, you go on that journey to, to do it, but do it in a way that was mindful and supportive of you and your team um, is great. And so you kind of went into, you know, um, the two arms of mindful leadership. But um, one thing I read is uh, something you had written around kind of the difference between compassion and empathy. And can you talk just a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah. And a lot has been talked about empathy and saying that, oh, in in our world, we need empathy. Leaders need empathy. And the challenge with empathy is this. When we are empathetic, it means we are putting ourselves in other people's shoes. And sometimes that takes away, we start to feel the pain. So it takes away from our executive brain function. And we may not be as useful to the other person. And I give that example of my uncle, um, you know, who's no, no longer there. Uh, but uh, my, when my aunt used to have labor pains, my uncle would experience labor pains as well. And then at the time when it was time to drive her to the hospital, she realized that he couldn't even tie his shoelaces. He was tying the the laces together, the two shoes, and then he couldn't walk. And so she had to drive herself and he would sit by her. <laughs> so he had a lot of empathy for what she was going through, but he was not uh, useful to her in that moment. And so compassion is that I, I realize what's going on, but how can I step in? What will be useful here? Um, in, in the way I can support you. And so I encourage leaders when I talk about mindful le leadership, I encourage them to look at compassion and not just empathy. Yeah, empathy is required, uh, but we let's just also um, bring it to the level of compassion. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And so to go in a little bit further on kind of how you would describe mindful leadership, you shared kind of the wisdom and compassion and the difference between compassion and empathy. But what else would you say around how you describe mindful leadership in practice? Yeah, yeah. So um, John Kabat-Zinn, he popularized mindfulness to the West. He, he kind of, you know, it came in through through um, many mindfulness practitioners, but his definition took off. Mm -hmm. And his definition was that mindfulness is present moment awareness. So I'm aware of the present moment of what's happening so that clearly seeing what's happening within me and outside me in a non-judgmental way. So which, which is really, really important. So when mm -hmm. I am non-judgmental about it, then I am non-reactive about it. And when I don't react to it, I can mindfully decide what the next action is. So we want to bring that definition of mindfulness into leadership because what happens mostly in our in a business world, things are moving very fast. We live in this VUCA world, which is changing, which is volatile, which is uncertain, this chaotic, and we need to make decisions fast. And a lot of times we just we get into this, this mode of relentless spiral without even taking a moment of reflection and pause. And this is what mindfulness is inviting you to, that get connected to yourself and your surroundings in that present moment to see clearly, because if you don't see clearly, you don't make wise actions. 
you don't make wise decisions. You are not working from a place of resolution. You're working from a place of reaction. And so that is the that is exactly what mindful uh, leadership is. It's allowing us to see clearly and then take a wise action. How have you seen that really benefit leaders and organizations when their leaders are practicing, you know, mindful leadership? Yeah, I see it in all places, right? Leadership in in the corporate, leadership in uh, at home. Um, and the way I've seen it is that um, we react, right? For example, anger is a very common um, common reaction to uh, when we see things which are not happening the way we want them to be. And uh, we express it. Uh, sometimes we'll numb it. So it's either way, either we express it or we say, okay, let me just go watch some social media and take my mind off that, that crappy thing that happened to me. And what mindfulness is doing is inviting you to see, investigate that anger. And so let me give you an example. Um, I was talking to a client of mine. And so do I do mindfulness coaching? Uh, and she was like, okay, I cannot stand this. I, you know, see, so she's like, mm-hmm. you know, I am right here and the other person's wrong and I'm so angry about it. And I said, why don't you um, write a letter about your anger and then burn it? And she says, well, what do I do with the letter then? So I'm like, not burn them. <laughs> But burn the letter. So I was giving them, giving her ways. And I said, okay, let's take a step back and let's say, uh, let's investigate this anger. Let's just say, what is it you are angry about? And just investigating it a little bit more. Where does it show up in your body? How does it show up? How do you know that you are angry? And that what if you were to give this anger some space to exist? in your body and which which was really very foreign to her because most of us live a few inches away from our body like Mr. Duffy uh, from uh, James Joyce character uh, in one of his uh, short stories and so it's just bringing us in that moment present moment awareness that I am feeling this anger and this is why I am feeling it and if I was to give it a space what does the anger want from me or what is it I can do to respond more mindfully, more wisely, you know, seeing it clearly with more compassion, then what would this expression of anger look like? And usually it is different. So when we look at it that way. (laughs) And, you know, all of this sounds really great. And it sounds like it also requires you to pause, take some time, you know, look within and back to kind of in the corporate world or, you know, in, in business, we're all kind of maybe moving really fast and that feels maybe not possible or hard. Do you have people that experience that and kind of push back on, you know, this, this idea of mindful leadership? Most of the people who come to me are already struggling in some ways, <laughs> so which means that that selection already happens. So they are ready to, to experiment. Um, but always uh, there are enough who will also push back, especially if I'm trying to enter into a new, um, you know, new customer segment. I'm going there and talking about this and say, then they say, no, I'm, mindfulness doesn't work for us. And I once worked for um, a defense uh, organization and um, the leader there told me that don't bring up whatever you do or no, don't bring up the word 
mindfulness. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay, we'll bring it in some other form. So we just gave it a different name. And did that work? That works. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. yeah. Reframing what it is to get, yeah, the outcome um, desired. Presence. Call it presence. Right? Mm-hmm. Call it self awareness. Call it, you know, um, wisdom. Let's just, you know, but presence usually is a, uh, is a good word which I have um, substituted for mindfulness. So it doesn't have to be. At the end of it, what we are creating is the present moment awareness. Mm-hmm. And when there is present moment awareness, I am working not from a place of fear. I'm, I can bring my executive brain um, to make wiser decisions for me. And so I'm going to be in a better place. So at, at the end of it, all feels good. It all feels right. But because we are so habituated to reacting, and in fact, the world almost expects us to, to make a decision instantly. Mm-hmm. Right? and not giving ourselves the space. And so then when we start giving ourselves space, we recognize that, oh, this works. Now, who cares whether we call it Mr. Duffiness or or mindfulness, it's working. (laughs) It's working, yeah, no, I think that's great. And so you kind of mentioned this already when you were describing kind of mindful leadership, but anything else you would say about how one would really set out to practice mindful leadership in their day-to-day? Yeah, I think uh, you talked about pause, right? Pause, pause is that biggest tool. Seven second pause can change our neurochemistry. Seven seconds. That's not that long. It's just like a couple of breaths. So if you were to even count it in terms of it's two breaths, two breaths, seven second pause. And that's number one. That's the starting point. There's a great technique which I learned from my teacher, Tara Brack, and it's called RAIN technique, R-A-I-N. I think it should be a must, uh, must have tool for leaders. So uh, RAIN is an acronym. R stands for recognize. So when we are in moment of stress, we want to pause. So we talked about pause, but here we're going to extend the pause to look at what's happening in the current moment, not going into the content of the story because we can easily get caught in the drama of the story. Mm -hmm. And then we said that and she said that and we just, now it's a huge mess. No, 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 stay out of the story, recognize what are you experiencing? What emotions are present? What thoughts are present? What are you experiencing now? Now, the second piece is the hardest piece for leaders. Really, really hard because it's allow. A is for allow. Allow these these things to be present as is because that is what mindfulness is. Yes, anger is present because at this point we are allowing them to be there, not not meaning we're going to act on it, but we are going to allow those things to be present just as as it is. That is the allow. Now, the third piece, once we can allow then, we can go into the third piece, which is the investigation piece, right? Inquiry, where is it? It shows up. And the two ways, in fact, both both ways we will investigate. One is the cognitive investigation, which is what is the story behind this anger? 
Mm -hmm. right? So you start asking, what's the story? Why do I get angry at such things? I always get triggered at these things. What is the story behind this? And then we keep investigating the story, story, story. And there could be multiple levels of story with that. The second piece is an easier piece if we learn to stay in our bodies or just get in touch with our bodies. Is where in my body does it show up? And every emotion has its correlation with your, your physical somatic uh, being, which means a lot of times people will, will just really, their shoulders will hunch up or mm. they'll have, you know, not in their stomach or they will have, you know, some people get headaches, some people, people get, you know, stomach aches. So somewhere your stress will appear on your system. And once you become aware of that, you know, oh, here's here in the body, it's right there. And then the last piece is the end piece, which is nurture and nourish. What does this part of me need now for me to relax into it? And sometimes just a few deep breaths. Sometimes let's take a little walk. Sometimes let me have a cup of hot tea. Sometimes just let me step away from this meeting for 15 seconds, one minute, I'll be better off away, being away from it than being in it in right now. So we can then take a wise action. So this is an extended pause, not just the short pause. The short pause. Yeah, no, I like that acronym. And I think, you know, we really like the practical things that someone can do. So, you know, anyone would be able to take that away and kind of try to try to practice that, you know, today. So that's great. Thank you for sharing. Um, can't believe it's already coming to the end, but you know, any closing thoughts you have as you have others think about how to incorporate mindful leadership into their, you know, daily, daily lives. Yeah. And uh, people think about this and then they worry about that. It's not for me. Mm -hmm. And my invitation is that just let's start small. In coaching world, we always say that small, feed small experiments, one experiment at a time. So the invitation is that, is there a short practice of just when you start a meeting, just bringing your feet to the ground or bringing your, you feeling your buttocks, your sit bones on the chair or whatever way, bringing a cup of hot tea or a cold beverage in your hand and feel the temperature of that beverage. It's just that simple. And then we start becoming aware of the present moment. Uh, with with those simple steps. Thank you. Thank you so much for everything. Um, I already have some things that I can take away from myself. So um, I really appreciate this. Thank you so much, Sarah. Really appreciate the, again, the invitation to do this. I'm always wanting to spread mindfulness to the world and I one bit at a time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Humans Beyond Resources. Visit ReverbPeople.com to find free resources, subscribe to our newsletter, and connect with our team. If you haven't already, subscribe to stay up to date on all of our upcoming episodes. We look forward to having you as part of our community.